Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. It has been one month since I started my podcast, and I have over 200 subscribers. Woohoo! I'm very excited about that, and I have so appreciated all of the text and phone calls and emails and all of the support that I've received from you all. So I really appreciate it so much. October is a interesting month for me and my household. Um, very exciting for me. We all celebrate our birthdays in October. So Ava is October 2nd, and Bree is the 18th. Nico is the 26th, and I am, uh, my birthday is October 30th. And I always say that um, clearly I knew how to celebrate New Year's because that seemed to be the only time I ever got pregnant was around (laughs) New Year's. So I always think about the beginning of the holiday season around my birthday or in the month of October. And so what was on my mind this week was how to navigate the holiday schedules with our co-parent partner. And I realize that this subject can be really complex because there are some people, this might be your first year trying to do the co-parenting plan, or some people might have it down pat. But there are a few ideas or thoughts that I have around the holiday schedule and your co-parent partner that I hope will help some of you. Before I get to any of my ideas or strategies on how to manage um, the stressful times, let me just say that during this time is when you want to give yourself and others a lot of grace. Holiday times can be so stressful because everybody's on very high emotions. It can be depressing. It can be sad, happy. There's just a flood of emotions during during this time. And for some people, it might be your first time the holidays without being married or together. Um, and for others, you might have been doing it two or three years. I will say for me, I've been co-parenting many years, as, as you all know, but not all Christmases or holiday times, whatever holiday that you celebrate, look the same for me and my household. And I think... One of the big things with co-parenting is to learn to go with the flow and to try not to be rigid. That would be one thing that I would say, because it can be very frustrating when you're dealing with another person where it might not be so amicable that everything gets kind of um, stressful. And for me, holidays... I feel I still at times feel conflicted about the holidays because they can be kind of depressing for me. I have struggled with that personally, especially during the holidays. And as I've gotten older and realized that so many of my depressing times were self-imposed. 
And what I mean by that is my what I perceived other people's happiness, like, oh, they're doing a family thing and I don't have that. Or, you know, they're all doing this or they have all these traditions that maybe I didn't have or she's with her fiance this year and I didn't have one. So all of those, you know, the supposed happiness of others, right, is one of the things that always, for me, I had to fight against because it, I think for a lot of people during the holidays, besides being stressful, it can be lonely and you can kind of feel like you're the odd person out, especially if it's not your year with the kids or whatever. So I, I think that if in reality, you know, comparison is a joy killer. So I try not to compare my situation to anyone else. I try to just stay focused on what's right ahead. One of the first things that I would suggest people do is to figure out your schedule in advance. So what you might want to do is, being that it's the month of October, you might want to reach out and just say, hey, I was thinking about the holidays and what do you have going on and do you have anything special and trying to get a feel um, of when you know you could make a plan with them or if you if you don't already have it set up I think that it helps especially if you have younger children if everyone knows the plan it makes things go much more smoothly and I think that it You'll have less disagreements if there is a plan in place. And one little bit of advice, if you have small children, you might want to just talk about meal planning because if any of you have small children, you know that if they miss their meals, they can be kind of meh, not so great. So a missed meal. So if you're going to split holiday times with them, Maybe you, you know, like say, you know, one person celebrates in the morning, one person in the afternoon, just maybe coordinate the meal planning thing. That was one thing. Also, another thing is about considering sharing the holidays together. Now, before anybody flips out on me, I, I totally get it. It can be a super touchy one because it ain't for everyone. So, and it certainly wasn't for me for many years. And so I would say that looks much better on paper than it does in person. So, but, but what I will say is that with time and space, considering sharing a holiday together is possible. And let me give you an example. So about four years ago, Bree, my oldest, and her husband, Alex, they travel a lot overseas. They both play professional basketball. And so they didn't, they haven't always been able to be around for the holidays. So they decided that they could be here in North Carolina for the holidays. Now, Bree's father lives about an hour and a half from my house. And so we were trying to coordinate and it was very stressful for Brie because she felt a lot of pressure to be with her dad and his wife or to be with me and Ava. And so she just, it was a lot of pressure and she wanted to be with us both, obviously. Well, so as we were talking about what to do, I decided 
well, I said, why can't we just invite them to my house? I'll fix a big Christmas dinner and everyone come over and we'll play board games and do whatever. So we did and they came over. I did a big meal and Ava's father and his wife and and some of her children they came over. I wasn't expecting them right when we were getting ready to sit down and eat. Now I had plenty of food and it was so surreal because I like made space and got plates for everyone. So here I am and I remember being in the kitchen and was like, now this is a very surreal moment. I am here in my house with my two children that I love so much and both of their fathers and their spouses. And it was just a surreal moment. Now, could that have happened, you know, 10 years ago? Absolutely not. So like I said, it isn't for everyone, but I will say that it was a really memorable time and we ended up having a great time and everyone was happy and Ava got to unwrap her presents and her dad got to be with her and watch her unwrap her presents and everybody ate and then we played board games and I really think it was one of the most interesting Christmases I've ever had and it was great because it took the pressure off of Brie and Alex to try to rush around from one person to another house and then and really it 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 turned out really really good so it is possible it it really is possible to have shared holidays but it's not for everyone if you're thinking of having a shared holiday is that you and your ex must be in a space where you can share time without fighting or creating tension because what you don't want is you know there to be an argument or something and then that is what makes that memorable another thing that I think is great is if you can coordinate gifts and if you can coordinate the buying of gifts and if you celebrate Santa coordinate who buy the big gift if you're going to have a big gift or you can split the big gift what you don't want is if you have a list and one parent goes out and gets the best gifts and then the other person's left with buying socks. Nobody wants to just <laughs> get socks or be the giver of just socks. So I think that if you communicate about coordinating gifts, I think that is a really, really good thing if you're in a space to do that. And I think that In coordinating gifts with your ex, one of the things that you can do as well is you can help your child shop for the other co-parent partner. And for those of us that have had difficulty in getting gifts for the other person, this can be a valuable lesson for your child. Um, And and it kind of will help them that the getting, putting aside your differences And being able to go out and shop for that other co-parent partner is, it's really helps the child see that everything's copacetic. And I think that that's really, really important. 
Another thing that I think you should do around the whole holiday time is surround yourself with family or friends or whatever gives you peace or joy. I know that many people associate, obviously, the holidays with and with friends and family. And this might be your first time without your children on Christmas morning, or it might be the first time that you've had to experience a different type of holiday. So I realize it can be difficult. One of the things that I have chosen to do when I did not have my children with me on the holidays was I would go and volunteer at a homeless shelter. I would do something that would kind of keep my mind busy because for me, I need my mind to be busy because if I let myself get caught up in everyone else is sitting around the table with candles and holiday and love and joy and I am not, then like I said before, comparison is a joy killer. And I'm very guilty of it. So that's why I'm talking about it. Because of how I have been. But what I have done in the last few years is I've really tried to take that time to surround myself with friends. I have brunch that I typically do with friends on Christmas. That has really brought me a lot of comfort. Then volunteering. That's really brought me a lot of comfort too, because I I get out of my own way when I do that. Taking care of yourself is super important. I think that that can look different to everyone. So you might find quiet time more fulfilling or reading a book or walking a trail or visiting someone you haven't seen in a while. Whatever that is, to take care of yourself is what you should do, especially during the high stress holiday time. If you are not going to be able to be with your children over the actual holiday, I always think it's really great to plan an alternate celebration. So it can be any Saturday or any day of the week, whenever you want it. But there should be a specific day, especially if you're used to celebrating a holiday, there should be something specific that you do that is memorable for for your children. And I would let them know that that's what you're going to do, that that you're going to make a special time and dedicate a special period of time for to celebrate. And uh, like I always say, I always try to build up things for Ava because anticipation is 90% of the fun. And I realize that more as I get older, that anticipation is 90% of the fun. So you can work on starting new traditions for your new life or ones that your kids can look forward to as well. I'm coming to an end, but one of the pieces of advice that I would give people is limit your interactions with your ex if you need to. So I realize that not everything is the same every year. And so there's going to be just as in relationships, there's ebbs and flows will obviously be that way in your co-parenting partnership. There will be ebbs and flows. And if you're in the middle of divorce or a separation or just a if you've been divorced 10 years and you're in a weird space because of whatever's happened this year that it's okay to limit your interaction. You can just say, you know, I am putting this person on pause until 
the new year and limit. And obviously, when you're in a co-parenting partnership, you have to communicate. But there are ways to limit the interaction just until you can kind of figure out how best to approach it. For me, I know I have done that. And I think that the holiday season is stressful, like I've said, and it's important that maybe you just put certain emotions on pause. So if you can do that and still let your kids know that you're still a family, that we will always be a family no matter if we disagree, that is the most important. And eventually, your kids are going to know how you treated the other person. And the kids, as they get older, they're going to know. They're going to know if you were rude and disrespectful and all of those things. And so I think it's really, really important to know that regardless, mom and dad are fighting or the moms are fighting, whatever it is, that we are a family and we are going to stay a family. I'm going to leave you today with a quote from Julianne O'Connor. And when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, it is so true. And the quote is this, it is not about your presence, but it is about your present. Therein lies the spirit of the holiday. So let me read that again. It is not about your presence, but it is about your presence. Therein lies the spirit of the holiday. So I encourage you as you are making your holiday plans with your co-parent partner that you lead in love, honesty, clarity, and especially give grace extended. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, mamas. Thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLanae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.